Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 156 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, media pastor Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> a little bit soggy. Yeah. We're a little bit soggy right now. Yeah, this is actually the second time we've tried to record this podcast. <laughs> we have been, yeah, we were set, ready, headphones on, everything ready, and then Kristen comes flying in here. Hey, you want to pause that podcast and help us mop up the floor? Yeah. So... <clears throat> Yeah. We so have plumbing issues still. This episode is sponsored by Rotorooter. Fill in the plumbing company who wants to offer to do the work for free. Yes. <laughs> Call 8675309. <laughs> You're number one in the number two business. Yes. Who does number two work for? <laughs> no, who's on first? No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we just got through having fun with mops and shop vacs. Yeah. And good stuff. And now here we're back, <laughs> back in the, the studio here at the Porch Community Church. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, it's got it's got clouds, you know. We do. We have a, yeah, the, the ceiling's painted like a sky, so. Um, how are you? You doing I'm right? good. I'm a little winded now. <laughs> that just shows we need to work out. Yes. Yeah. So, um, we, you guys had uh, the men's ministry last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drew said, my husband Drew said it was really good it so. was really good, yeah, was um, good we just need to get <clears throat> men able or we got to get men off their couches to come mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. I, I i think that's the struggle with guys is getting them to want to come to something by themselves mm-hmm. invitation is the key to that yes because then they're not coming by themselves yes invitation because yes. imagine if every guy that was there last night 30 something yeah invited just one person and brought them mm-hmm. then there's 60 something. According to uh, my knowledge of mathematics, <laughs> it would be 60 something. Well, I think we're going to get into that math <clears throat> in maybe the series in January about mm. an invitation. That's right. That's right. Yes. That is the season that is upon me as, the, as a pastor as far as in looking into January. This yeah. is something I feel like the Lord is really stirring up for mm-hmm. us. And we talked about that yeah. uh, last week. So. Um, hey, you want? Let's just jump into. Is there let's anything you want to? Nah. All right, let's go. So, this is something that I've had people ask me about. I've had them ask if we we're going to talk about it. I've just had them ask me my opinion, mm-hmm. um, which I have to f- claim a lot of ignorance on. I yep. just have to admit that up off the top. Mm-hmm. You and, as well. And, well, me. I mean, you've talked about like I'd like to make a post, but I don't want to just make a post to make a post. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, like. It almost looks like we're ignoring it, but we're not. We just... Right. It's, yeah. So, it's one of those things where I, I'm not necessarily fond of just putting something on there and it's just a post. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about what's going on in Israel yes. uh, with the uh, with Hamas attacking Israel and then the subsequent response and, and the ongoing. And mm-hmm. it's definitely not a new thing. Nope. Um, it's been around. God is doing... He's, he's doing a new thing. Yeah. God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. If you haven't seen that video, please, YouTube, God is no, doing a new thing. Please. And and just so you know beforehand, it is an actual footage of Justin Crenshaw when he was about 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
God is doing a new thing. Yeah. T-H-A-N-G. Yes. All right, so back to seriousness. Um, <clears throat> so with Hamas, uh, that's currently it's Hamas, but it's always somebody versus Israel. Yes. And um, October 7th. And has been since biblical times. Yes, yes. Um, Saturday, October 7th is a day that for Israelis especially um, and, and friends of Israelis will be for them, the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. um, like a Pearl Harbor, like a 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be that kind of a day. Even though they have had centuries of problems, it, in modern times, this is, this is that. It's, this is, it's yeah. that day that will live in infamy mm-hmm. for them. Um, and, you know, I, I already claimed ignorance on a lot of things. And so I have been doing some reading and listening. Uh, I'm by no means a, an expert on this topic at all. Um, but I did want us to talk a little bit this morning about what's going on in Israel and what do we see from Scripture and what is our response as Christians? What can we do? Um, mm-hmm. Just a couple of practical things that that I would offer. But... Um, so when we talk about, when I think about Israel, um, I immediately think not just Israel, I think Middle East. Yes. Um, and it's definitely, in my opinion, it's a, it's a very complex situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but you can boil it down to a pretty basic idea, um, which is one side wants to annihilate the other. Yes. Um, the other side wants to live in peace. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and you can change the names, but it's different groups of people uh, at different times through history have wanted to annihilate Israel. Yes. Um, so you've got, on one side, we have our Jewish nation or Jewish state, right? The modern day Israel as we know it. And it, it, it has every desire to, to live, um, to exist mm-hmm. as, a, as a sovereign state, Living in peace. Yeah, it's not, um, uh, to my understanding, a, a state, a, a nation that's in a perpetual state of war. It's not um, an aggressive country. No, but they are in a perpetual state of defense. Yes, um, which is often pointed at as no, you're at war because you're defending yourself. Um, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but I would also say this: that Israel has never denied. Uh, to my understanding, I probably have to say that 400 times, and, um, but the, they've never denied the existence um, of the Palestinians having their own state. Um, right. They recognize the Palestinian state, um, and it, it seems as if there is a desire. There's just a desire for peace, for, for peace and allowing the other to, uh, to live out their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gaza, the Gaza Strip... Okay, the best way I could think about, because my husband and I were talking about this the other day, when you think about Israel and Palestine and the Gaza Strip, what does this look like? There are there are pockets within uh, the nation of Israel that are the Gaza Strip being one, which is where Palestinians are. It's Palestinian led and held. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in Jerusalem itself, it's almost I would compare it to loosely compare it to. Uh, after World War II and what they did with Berlin. There was East, East and, and West, West Berlin. Berlin yeah. um, and so there's there's that similarity as well. And they um, both fought, or <clears throat> they both want the Gaza Strip? Well, that's what Palestinians want to say, but Israel 
they left. They they pulled out of the Gaza Strip in I think two thousand and five. Yeah. Um. It's but that's what they were slipping. fighting over that's when I was a kid. Been the constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, yeah. In two thousand and five. So Gaza has been in the past it, it, and is a Palestinian state. Um. It's not contrary to what I don't think anyone's proclaiming this right now. I mean, maybe Palestinians are. Um, or or Hamas is that um, Gaza is occupied by Israelis, but it's not. In 2005, uh, Ariel Sharon, um, they completely left Gaza. They pulled out of Gaza. They gave the authority over to the Palestinians, mm-hmm. and then when they did that, they elected Hamas to be their ruling, governing body. Body in that. Um, now I want to say I'm looking for my notes here where uh, kind of mention like. Uh, who Hamas is. Um, Hamas is, it's actually an acronym um, for it's, I think we know the name. I don't know if we all, if any of us really understand what it is in particular, because there are a lot of groups in the Middle East, but Hamas is an acronym for, in, in Arabic, for the Islamic Resistance Movement. Okay. So that kind of says who they are right there. Yeah. They're not resisting Islam, but they are Islam, Islamic, and they are resisting, resisting non-Islamic things. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a charter, so they are an organized group. Um, this isn't like a loose group of um, of terrorists that are on working on their own, just doing their. Own. This is an organized. This is a group. This is a governing body. Um, they have, uh, according to their charter, they stand for three things. Um, one is jihad against. Um, the Jews in particular, mm-hmm. all right? The other is jihad against the world in general. Um, so in other words, we're all infidels. Right. Uh, so it, you could almost look at it like, all right, um, yeah, Jews first, and then uh, the rest of the world, you know, Christians next, um, mm-hmm. anyone behind that. And then third, the three things they stand for, the third thing is um, they want to set up a global caliphate Right, the the same belief that ISIS had, the same belief that Al Qaeda had, um, they want to set this up as um, as who they are. Which so, and a caliphate is a rule under a Muslim leader. Yes, right. Yeah, that's it's the, a caliph is yeah. the Muslim leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the rule or reign of a caliph or chief Muslim ruler, um, jihad for a definition. Um, a, this is a very uh, brief, narrow term, but Islam would say jihad is a struggle or a fight against their enemies. Right. But then you, we just heard who, like Hamas, declared to be enemy, which is Jewish first, then everybody else. Yeah, every, so, yeah everybody. So if you're not with them, you're an enemy of them, and therefore they can have jihad against, against you. you. Yeah. So that's kind of how that that plays out. Um, And so... With um, now with this, okay, talking about Palestine um, and and other Arab nations, not all, but many of them, most of them, deny the right of Israel to even exist. Like mm-hmm. they do not recognize. Um, they do not uh, want to point out that uh, anyone is uh, that Israel has its. Um, Authority yeah. to have sovereignty, its land. yeah, sovereignty over, to over have its land. Yes, yeah, and sovereignty over its land and people. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, they just don't believe they're legitimate. And um, <clears throat> so a little bit of history, and I know you're a history buff, so you mm-hmm. might have more to add into this than, than I have. But um, since 1948... So in 1948, you know, you're, so you're post World War II. Post War II. Um, the UN, the United Nations, declared Israel to be a sovereign nation, mm-hmm. which really kind of set everything off. I mean, it was definitely in response to the Holocaust mm-hmm. and all that transpired. And um, but what happened in 48 under the United Nations was um, to partition the land. Uh, into a Jewish state and into an Arab state. So this is when that those kind of lines yeah, were that, drawn that we talked about in comparison to like a East or West Germany, and and the Jewish people accepted this. Well, they, yeah, because they had a they had a sovereign nation that they hadn't had in thousands of years. Correct. That's right. That's right. Um, no Arab nation accepted this. No, they be, did not because it did reallocate lands that existed mm-hmm. in. Arab nations. Hence Gaza yeah. Strip and, yeah. and other parts mm-hmm. of Israel. So not only did they not accept the 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 partition that was made in 1948, but uh, you might know this, Josh, I was not aware of this. So Israel became a nation on May 14th, 1948. Yeah. On May 15th, mm-hmm. 1948. They were attacked. Every yeah. Arab neighbor attacked Israel. So you're talking... Um, they had been a nation for one day. They did not have an organized army, um, and they had all of their surrounding, all the surrounding nations around them, attacked them, laid siege to them. They wanted to destroy, and miraculously, they did survive that incursion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say miraculously. I, you know, God's hand was on them that 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 occurred. Fast forward twenty years, um, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, Egypt's president um, Nasser. Was it Nasser or Nasir? I always say Nasir. Nasir. Um, he allowed his army to attack Israel. Always, like I say it multiple times. Yeah, all the time. We bring him up all the time. Kind of like the Roman Empire. You talk about that a lot. Well, I mean, you could talk you know. about the Roman Empire here. <laughs> we really could. <laughs> so, um, but he, they were attacked. Uh, is Egypt attacked Israel. And and his own words, he they attacked to destroy Israel. And so on, on that day in 67, Egypt attacked not only Egypt, though, Syria attacked, Lebanon attacked, Iraq attacked them, the Jordanians, and Israel survived that one, too. Yep. Um, something else happened, I believe, in 73. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, I don't remember who that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But it was their neighboring countries attacking them. Um, in Going back to talking about 67 for a minute, shortly after that incursion in 67, um, after a few months... It was the the first time since that war that there was an Arab summit held in in Sudan, where the Arab states who were represented at that meeting they gave what's um, uh, they came up with you could say three no's, <laughs> yeah, N O, three no's going forward. There will be no recognition. Of Israel, no, they will not recognize the right of Israel to exist as a sovereign nation, as a sovereign nation. So that's number one, no recognition. Number two, no peace. So they will not, they'll never form a peace agreement or treaty with Israel, secular Israel as a nation, anything. Um, and then three, no negotiation. So no recognition, no peace, no negotiation. They will not negotiate. So it means that. 
because of that summit in uh, Sudan in 1967, maybe early 68, um, no peace treaty can be signed by any of those nations. Because then if you're in that nation group and you end up signing a peace treaty, then now you're against the, you're, you're at, have a problem with the rest of your crew. Yeah. So, so no agreement can be made. Um, they will never recognize Israel. And so we need, I think that's something that we need to understand. When we can kind of, I would say for me, uneducated mm-hmm. in this um, and flippantly be like, man, I wish they could just come to terms and have peace. When you have a, a group of people who at their core do not believe that peace is, it's not even an option. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing you could bring to the table, to the table that yeah. they would go, okay, now we're good. It's like, it's not just leave Gaza because they left in 2005. That wasn't enough. It's, it's not even leave, leave the area of Israel. It's, we want to destroy the people yeah, the, of Israel. The existence of them means there's no peace. Yeah, yeah. So now there is a charter. I did not know this. Um, found this out. There's a charter called the Hamas Charter. So this is the group. This is the current governing body of uh, the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. And the charter, so this is an official document. Mm -hmm. It calls for the destruction of the nation of Israel. That's today. I'm not talking 67, 73, 1948. But this is like today. It calls for in their charter the destruction of the nation of Israel. And it says this, and I'm quoting, there is no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. And remember what jihad is? Oh, religious war against... Yeah, the enemies, enemies of, of Islam. Islam, yeah. So there's no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors, end quote. That is from the Hamas charter. Now, Mahmoud al-Zahar, he is the uh, commander for Hamas, he warned, again, this, I'm going to have a quote here, that Israel is only the first target. He said this, quote, the entire planet will be under our law. That's their goal, right? He says, he goes on to say this, quote, there will be no more Jews or Christian traders. The entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth will come under a system where there is no injustice, no oppression, no Zionism, and no treacherous Christianity, end quote. This is what is, uh, this is what Mahmoud al-Zahar, the commander of Hamas, has stated. He's quoted as saying this. Doesn't that get your blood It actually kind of resurfaced. He didn't say this recently. No, he this said it has in the been past, a while But this ago. has resurfaced. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone, Thanks to the internet. Yeah, right? Thanks, interwebs. So... I mean, and that is a very, very like surface uh, introduction to why the Palestinians have historically never been like, all right, this we're going to make peace on this. We're going to sign this agreement. We're going to agree to this. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. It's never been enough. And these are the people that the Palestinians <laughs> elected to power. Correct. Sorry, yeah. I was taking a drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they they were Hamas was elected as their governing body once after in two thousand five, after Israel left um, the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. So what you have is um, 
Palestinians, uh, Arab nations, um, especially, and I'm not even well-versed on this at all, so I'll just say uh, Iran has has funded these terror groups. And who's funded Iran? (laughs) We have at times. Um, So these people, so and I say we, United States, by sending... Rambo 3. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they've done... You know, we've seen suicide bombers. Uh, we've seen these things. It Israel did build a, a wall, a security wall that mm-hmm. they call it for their protection. Yep. Um, and it did. It seriously cut down on a lot of these suicide bombings that were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, about ninety percent. It, it increased rocket attacks. Correct. So it, it it decreased the suicide bombers. Then then it was like, okay, well, what else? Are we what are we gonna do now? Yeah. So we gotta get something over the wall. Um, mm-hmm. And interestingly, um, many people, especially in the Middle East, but I would even say some in America and some Western countries, uh, chastised Israel for building a wall, um, for defending itself. Yeah. For defending itself, and that's what I don't understand. You know, we talk about a wall here, and we immediately think of what's going on in the southern borders, and. Um, it's those two walls have no correlation. Well, well, some would say they do because anyone could walk across, but it's Israel built their wall because they were being attacked like militarily, like with weaponry Mm -hmm. with, you know, we don't have, um, people launching rockets or coming across and blowing things up in, in Texas and New Mexico and elsewhere in the United States because they've crossed over. Correct. So that the wall that Israel built was to stop people from coming over to kill them yes. with the intention mm-hmm. to kill yep. those who are not um, Islamic. Uh-huh, 1,000%. So um, it's just interesting that, that Israel was like, oh, you're building a wall. Like, they were chastised for that. Um this is a, a loose number. I've read it in a couple different places, so I feel pretty like feel like it's pretty accurate. Before, uh, not, not last week, but before October seventh. Right. So it's been a couple Two weeks, weeks now. Yeah. Over twenty. Th- you mentioned rockets. Once the wall mm-hmm. went up, over twenty thousand rockets had been fired from Gaza into Israel since two thousand and one. That was kind of that that time frame. Um, they have done things like. Um, filled like balloons with ignition fuel mm-hmm. and like lofted them up, tied them to a kite and flown them over to drop them in and hope to start forest fires, farms, uh, towns. Yeah. Um, of course. See, that kind of stuff is below radar, so you can't do anti-aircraft no, kind of stuff no. on that. Um, they've We saw, I think all of us have seen the footage of the paragliders yep. that came in on October 7th, machine gun pe- guys, in paragliders coming over, um, drones mm-hmm. with bombs on them or yeah. incendiary devices. Um, so this has been, you know, and up until October 7th, um, Israel did not declare war, like officially declare war against Hamas or Palestine or any other entity. But they have now form. They have a formal declaration now of war mm-hmm. against Hamas. Yeah, not not actually the state of Palestine. Correct, which is important to note because Hamas is in is in the Gaza Strip, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But 
they Israel has not said we want to take out every Palestinian. No. They want to stop Hamas from attacking them, killing them. And I'm pretty sure the UN recognizes Hamas as a terrorist group. I don't know. You might need to. Yeah, I'm going to double your, check that. Use your quick, quick fingers but, on that. Um, the re- so that is an important reason for declaring it that way as mm-hmm. well, because if it is, then they can get UN aid. Mm-hmm. So let me double check. Well, so and this is something I think that's important to know. And, you know, people will have their opinions and their ideas. And, and you know, you, there might be some in the Israeli government that might say this. But from what I've read and seen and, and officials that have spoken on behalf of Israel, they did not want to declare war. They wanted to avoid declaring war. War. They did not want this. They did not begin the attack. That's a that's an offensive thing. They have been on the defensive. They gave Gaza completely to the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. They left. Ariel Sharon brought any Israeli settlements back in two thousand since two thousand and five. All the settlements came back. They're they're not over there. Um, this is a very well-known, famous quote, um, and it's definitely resurfaced recently. Um, the fourth prime minister of Israel, Golda Meir, she said this, and this is, to me, this defines, if, if you're trying to understand the mindset of Hamas um, or those who declare jihad, I think this, this really paints a picture. She said this, quote, We can forgive the Arabs for killing our children. We cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. We will only have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. Mm. End quote. I mean, we will only have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. That's... That... That is a definition of the mindset of those who live in jihad mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that, that whole thing. Did you find any information? Uh, do, do, do. Yes. So uh, the United Nations has, as of 2018, has not um, officially mm-hmm. recognized them. I can't find anything newer than that, but yeah. there are several countries that have. Right. Well, and that's kind of like the... Um, uh, the summit, you know, the yes. the Arab summit. Um, those those countries recognize that, but mm-hmm. but the UN does not. Uh, so um, Australia, Canada, the European Union, Israel, obviously Japan, Paraguay, United Kingdom, and us mm-hmm. have all declared Hamas as a terrorist organization. Right, right. So it always comes back, you know, when you talk about the Middle East and you talk about problems in the Middle East. There's there's one, you know, you could say Hamas, you could say Al-Qaeda, you know, you could say ISIS, you could say a lot of different things. Um, there's something that it always comes back to, and that's Israel. Mm-hmm. It's always It always comes back to Israel. It comes back to Jerusalem, which is where, you know, the, the centerpiece of it all resides. And Muslims would say the same. That's the center. That is, the, that is our holy place. Mm-hmm. Um, our birthplace. It's the birthplace know. of both. Yes, correct. Um, and so, now, scripturally, and again, I have not tied my understanding of what I know and what I've read in scripture 
and and what's happening in current times. I've never been like a uh, an end times kind of looking at things, but when mm-hmm. you so you talk about war and stuff, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Um, there is a great war that's mentioned in the scriptures. There's mm-hmm. a great war that Israel will fight that we read about in the in the Bible in the scriptures, and um, that's you know one of the questions Justin was just telling me that um, you know that was a question they've in they're doing in their college Bible study portal. Yeah, they've just um, started Revelation. Yeah, and that was one of the questions that came up was is this the war that we read about? You know, is is what's going on right now? Um, Part of this, mm-hmm. and um, I, I would just say, just to, to immediately answer that question off, you know, my my limited knowledge is no, but I think like a lot of things, it points towards something like that down the road. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is definitely an escalation mm-hmm. of things that have you know been happening and building up. I mean, because the scariest thing to me, Josh. Uh, as I've watched the news and I've seen footage and not even the news like YouTube um, is to um, when you see the people in Palestine in the Gaza Strip Mm -hmm. who are protesting Israel's response to the attack and they are I mean it's thousands hundreds and thousands of people who are being stirred up right now mm-hmm. against Israel? Yeah, and against those who would defend Israel. Mm-hmm. That to me is this the the part that's like, ooh. I mean, it, everything's horrible. Yeah, but it's like, where does that go? Where, what is the ripple effect? Are of there this? biblical implications? Right, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you think about um, Israel in well, itself, the fact that they have a uh, a basically a declared sovereign state, mm-hmm. would lead to it being possible that it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, because, that's one, yeah. because that's one of the stipulations is that they have it a sovereign a nation. nation. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, it's about the size of New Jersey, just to mm-hmm. give us a little bit of perspective. I don't know if you really know New Jersey, but it's about that size. Jersey. According, according to the... According, it's about the size of Jersey. I don't even... We're horrible. Um that's what the the Google says. It's the size of Jersey, um, but it all comes back to Jerusalem. So, okay, I want to mention a, two different passages from scriptures um, that talk about uh, prophecy in Israel. In Zechariah chapter twelve, um, the prophet Zechariah says, um, "It will happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone." For all peoples, and all who would who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. Mm. Okay, so if you take that scripture in regard to is this the great war? Well, all the nations of the world are not against um, Israel. Israel. So right. um, the Bible kind of gives us this. Uh, prediction, understanding that the focal point of history is going to be centered on Israel. It's going to be on Jerusalem. It's going to be on the the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a part of this. In Ezekiel uh, uh, chapter uh, 38 and 39, um, and I mean, it's I, I would encourage you all to go and read it and uh, 
look at it and, and see what it says. But um, there's this prediction of this future war, and it involves Israel, it involves nations around the world. And there's a name for this. It's, um, there, it's Gog and Magog, the Gog and Magog War. And, um, you know, like, it, for instance, my script, my Bible version, it says, uh, you know, you have, have those little headers for, yeah. and it says prophecy against Gog, future invasion of Palestine by the Northern Confederacy. So, I mean, this is all like kind of playing out. Um, these nations of Gog, modern day, include Russia, Iran, Turkey, and the Islamic states of the Upper Nile. And all of them have either outright said they support um, Hamas mm-hmm. or have not supported Israel. Right. <laughs> they have not supported the nation of Israel. Um, and so this is what we're seeing in the Gaza Strip right now, what's happening with the rockets and the attacks, this is not that war that we're reading about here in Ezekiel, in the, in the prophet Ezekiel. Um, in there, the war, their actual nations of the world are fighting Israel, and that so that's not going on. Um, Israel right now is fighting a terrorist, a terrorist organization called Hamas, definitely. Yes. Now, the implications of who is behind that is where you could start to draw a lot of lines to a lot of different places, countries, mm-hmm. um, organizations, things of that nature. But Israel has declared war against Hamas, mm-hmm. and that's the war. They're not engaged formally in a war against anybody else. Um, no nation. Right, right, right. <laughs> in in Ezekiel, in that war, uh, what, what you see is no nation comes to the aid of Israel. No one comes alongside of them and is like, we're with you. And see, that um, would include us. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And some of the other countries you just mentioned. Yeah. UK, but, Canada. I mean, I'm thinking about the yeah. United States. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And so now when you read in Ezekiel, you'll find that God himself defends Israel alone mm-hmm. and they, they come out victorious. Um but and, so when, when we start to get into like the prophecy and things of what's going on in the world and how's that playing out, this is not it, but it's definitely like a, hey, you know what it talks about in the Bible? This is starting to look like that, you know, because there's times when we read stuff in Scripture and we're like, how would that look in our time? Yeah. Um, this is giving us a, 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 an idea of what it, it could look like right? eventually mm-hmm. or, you know down the road. Um, so we've talked about who um, who Hamas is, uh, what their name stands for, the Islamic resistance movement. Um, we've defined, you know, we know that they have um, the charter for Hamas. They're against Jews. They're against uh, the world in general. Like, we're all infidels. They're, there's a global caliphate that they desire, um, which is that, you know, under uh, the Muslim rule. Muslim ruler who's a caliph. Yeah, over however many kilometers it said that the Five million something. <laughs> this is the same belief that Al-Qaeda had, that ISIS has, that others have. So. Yeah. Um, so this is really like a, a Palestinian expression of, of the Muslim uh, ideology, methodology that they've been going about. So um, we have seen 
you know, again, you you watch the news, you've watched reports, you've read things. There are um, the details of the initial attack on October 7th are horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, what was done to children, uh, women, men, uh, elderly people um, was atrocious. Yeah. And um, there are, I've, I continue to hear eyewitness accounts of not only were the acts atrocious, but the mindset, uh, the the countenance of those who were committing these horrendous acts. Mm-hmm. They were laughing. They were smiling. They were joyful in committing these acts because they felt as if they were living into their jihad. Yes. I um, mean, and, and that is for, for a lot of us, most of us, all of us that in the Western world, in the Christian world, in the United States of America, it is a, it is a mindset. It is a total mindset difference. Like there's this sense of moral code. Um, you know, I, I, you go back to, I know you're a history buff. You go back to like the days of like, uh, you know, land battles where, armies would march out in rows and and you there know were rules yeah there were rules like like you know and now not that everyone abided by them throughout eternity and every sure army did atrocious things even sure. the u.s military so without not, a doubt not saying that <laughs> yeah these go are ahead not and the get only that people. out of the way well let's let's just say this humanity from the beginning uh cain and abel did uh, stupid did, things. They killed one another. And yes. did her, that you could call that an atrocious act. He yes. killed his brother. Um, but what you see is this, um, with these acts, is just there's a, a total mindset difference that is diff- It's almost impossible for us to understand. So when we think about reason, when we think about peace talks, and we think about all these different things, that's not... It's not there. Now, there might be one or two politicians that kind of rise up to represent them and speak to it. But I would say, based on history, even a Hamas leader who's going to sit at a table and have a summit or whatever might happen, um, there's a whole group of people behind them. They're like, we don't care what paper gets signed or whatever. Like, that's not, that's not what we're not doing that. That's right. not our intention. Um, so, um, uh, let's do this. Um, we see these images. We see these videos. Um, if you listen to Hamas, if you listen to some Palestinians, you could even listen to some Americans. You could go to a lot of different college campuses right now or different cities in our country. Um, you might even find some that are professing Christians who are uh, that have a narrative that they're saying this is Israel's fault. Israel started all of this. This is all their fault. And I don't, you know, their existence. I mean, when you say that someone's existence is the reason you hate them, I don't know how you can be bound to be like, sorry, I'm breathing. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no answer to that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are... Now, listen, do, do I desire for innocent people? I'll just talk for myself. Do I desire for innocent people in the Gaza Strip to be killed? Absolutely not. Nope. Not at all. On either side. And, right. And, and, well, I'm saying in the Strip right yeah, now yeah. where I don't want Palestinian people, I don't care if they're Muslim, whatever, it doesn't matter. Do I want innocence as far as those who are not engaging in war? Because we don't want to get into the whole spiritual 
uh, aspect of who's innocent, because none of us are, apart yeah. from Jesus Christ. Actually, I said I don't want to get into that. That's the reality of everything. Yeah. So, um, But no, I do not wish for those who are not engaging in war to be um, hurt or... Um, you know, even like displaced is horrible, but it, uh, listen, die or, or get out of the way, get out of the way, get mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. Like that's cause I know that was the thing is you're asking people to go. It's like, yeah. Do you anyway? And then, okay. So I, I'm going to get to this. This is, this is something I wanted to share. Um, some would say that, um, you know, I have seen, you talked about being hesitant to what do we post and how do we post it. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone posts something like pray for Israel, you'll you'll find pretty quickly there'll be some comments that are like, well, what about the Palestinians? You know, and it's like, no, that's pray for them too. But yeah. like they're saying, I'm praying for Israel. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying, I didn't make a post that said, I don't pray for Palestine. No, no. you just said it, pray for Israel. Yeah, And that, you know, that's kind of a gotcha mentality where people want to get into, but... There are those who claim, oh no, there's a whole other narrative. There's this is really this is Israel's. This is their consequence. They shouldn't have been here to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where a lot of people stand. And one of the hesitance I have about posting is because mm-hmm. I do have like this is something I have in a hard opinion. I have a hard opinion on. Mm-hmm. You know, God chose the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and and he still they're still his chosen people. Yep. So I mean, I do have an opinion. And that's something, and I never want my opinion to come out in posts. Yeah. So that is one of the hesitancies I've had about well, posting because I do have. Like, yeah. Well, as Christians. Yes. I mean, yeah. we're God's people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been grafted into the people 100%. of Israel. And I, and <laughs> and because uh, the United States and which from, is why we're hated. Yeah, and even from a political standpoint, you know, the United States helped was one of the strong voices in getting Israel established. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even not stepping aside from the Christian, which it's hard to do, impossible to do for me, <laughs> even from an American standpoint, I still sure. have a pro-Israel stance mm-hmm. in in any facet of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't want anyone to be hurt. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of the main... Um, argument against Israel when they do respond to attacks um, in talking about the Gaza Strip innocent people do get killed yes. they, it, they get they are killed in the process and so often the standard response is well see this is what Israel does they're killing people too they're 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 massacring people as well um, Israel has without a doubt I mean unintentionally killed innocent people, people who were not engaged in in fighting against them. Um, this is a densely populated area, mm-hmm. the Gaza Strip. And the Hamas leadership, their fighters, their leaders, hide in hospitals and schools and neighborhoods that are densely populated by civilians. And yeah. that is where they are holed up. That's where they're hiding. This is why... The Israeli government was telling people the last, uh, like a week, you know, five days ago, like, go to the south, get out, get out, because we're going into those tunnels that have all been elaborately designed and dug that go over from Gaza Strip into Israel, mm-hmm. and there we're gonna we're gonna flood these out. We're gonna get we're gonna do this. So get out of the way. But 
um, they hide behind this. And I, that is a cowardly. Yeah, it is. Cowardly thing. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So in 2014, as an example, the entire Hamas leadership had its headquarters under the main hospital of Gaza City. So Israel has this choice. It's like, what do you do? Do you take out that hospital and take out all of the Hamas leadership and cause that disruption? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. No. They knew they could have. And they said, no, we're not going to um, we're not going to take out people who are not engaged in actively fighting against us. And so some of those many of those leaders from 2015 that could have been taken out were not. They were spared. Because um, they were hiding behind the injured yes. and the sickly. And that's what Israel did. So yeah. when people want to say, well, Israel's doing the same thing, they're not. No. They're not. Um, so here's a question where I want to land on today's episode. How how should we respond? Like, how do we, and not even respond. I don't even want this to be like, how do you respond to someone who doesn't agree with you? How do we pray for them? How do we pray for Israel? How do we stand alongside of them? How do we say, I'm, what can we do personally, or you and your family, your spouse, your community group, and you've talked about this and you're like, what do we do? See, because on October 7th, here's what I do know. (laughs) You know, we talk about um, the Holocaust, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. we saw a lot of, of course, we have obtained through history uh, footage that the Nazis had of yeah. what they were doing and things that were happening in concentration camps and and in the ghettos and different things that they were doing in Poland and many places afterwards. We saw yeah. it afterwards. Yeah, we didn't know the Holocaust was like hardcore happening right. until we found right. it. Right, and then you get the footage of the concentration camps. Yes. And then afterwards you get the testimonies of survivors of the concentration camps and Mm -hmm. you have these Nuremberg trials that held, you know, these Nazi officers or war criminals, you know, accountable, accountable. Yeah. All of that was afterwards, Mm -hmm. afterwards that it was public knowledge and understanding. And for, you know, there's a couple of weirdos that are like, and that's all made up, which that's just ridiculous. But, um, Mm. that was all afterwards. Yeah. We have a, um, because of the world we live in now where we have iPhones and we have ability to upload things as they're happening, we have clarity about what's going on Immediately. right now that we have not had historically in the past. No. And so we are seeing and hearing real time almost, I mean, just a, with a small delay of uh, what's happening with Hamas, with the terrorists, and and how they're affecting people and what's going on. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I've kind of... So what really put that into, like, my mind's eye is, like, the ability to see stuff right now yeah. was the Ukraine and Russia yes. deal. Mm-hmm. But then now looking at the Israeli and um, Hamas deal, not as much is public. It's like it's almost like there's an an active force mm. silencing some of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I think this is much a spiritual war as it is mm-hmm. a physical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I, and I, and I think there is an active because I'm not seeing as much um, on 
mainstream yeah as you did for ukraine and russia yeah um i have to go look for israel and hamas mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you couldn't turn around without seeing ukraine and russia yeah so i think i've Yes, you're right, but I do think we're we're seeing active censorship because yeah. of how freely we saw the information from the mm -hmm. from Ukraine and Russia. And it's it's pretty easy to say there is an anti-Semitic, uh, uh, anti-Israel uh, mindset, uh, global in many ways from oh, yeah. from many many places that want. And but I would also say uh, uh, if there's any uh, ability to tamp down the actions and the work of Hamas to not to not stir that up i would you know i would understand that too like yeah. from the israeli side or the un side or you know the us side um, but we are talking about anti-semitism we this is amping up i mean it's these kinds of moments in history reveal where people's hearts are about these things. And, 100%. And you're either ignorant and you're just following along. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in a sermon that I signed so many petitions in college, I had no idea what I was signing. I was just there for the music festival, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and I'll say there was a petition, a specific petition I signed in college at a music festival of an organization that just recently came out in pro-Palestinian slash Hamas. Really? Yeah. And it just, it makes me, it just, it makes me sad. For because myself. somewhere your signature is in <laughs> well, stuff. Well, you know. Yeah, I, I but, you yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of rallies. There have been rallies. Um, as Christians, we're going to be asked, and there's Christians who are saying, no, we need to, you know, Israel's wrong here. And, and I, I, I would want to know how how they could be said to be wrong. They're not. Um, but what do we do? How, what's our response? What's going on? Here's a couple of things. Uh, and um, I would love to give credit to uh, someone I was listening to the other day, and I can't remember who it was because I've listened to several different conversations. Uh, I can't even remember if it was a sermon or it was an interview. I can't remember, so my apologies. But this is a pretty basic Thing, so I don't feel like I'm uh, plagiarizing it, <laughs> but they said stay prayerful, stay prayerful. That's, yep. that, they said they said three things: stay prayerful, stay informed, and then they said stay encouraged. Mm. And um, I, I want to like add, you know, what does that mean to be prayerful? You know, we're told we're com Psalm 120 says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. The scriptures tell us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem that they would prosper. Um, so we should be praying for stability in the Middle East, in Jerusalem, and um, be prayerful of that. We need to be informed. Um, this is something, this is what I heard them say, and I can't remember again, interview, sermon, just topic, I don't know, but this was mentioned as a place to go for information beyond your your particular news source, is there's a, a, a uh, all Israel news has uh it's from Jerusalem exclusively. You can go to allisrael.com, allisrael.com, and it will take you to All Israel News. And there's like a daily feed of what's oh. going on. So you can you can click on that, check it out, allisrael.com. Um and so, you know, be informed. D you know, you talk about what's not being put out, what's being hushed up, you know, whatever. 
go to allisrael.com and see if if um, there's information there that you would want to know. Also, when we talk about being informed, um, you know, I mentioned Ezekiel today, and and um, you know, we looked at you know, we talk about Psalm saying uh, to pray for for Jerusalem, like. No, get a greater understanding of um, scriptures. Be informed scripturally um, in a, in these things. What does God say about Israel? Why is why is Israel His beloved? Like, mm-hmm. be informed scripturally about these things, um, and then uh, be encouraged because it's you you watch this stuff and you talk about stuff and you read this stuff and it is very discouraging. Um, Psalm one twenty one says this, and I want to read um, uh, verse 4. It says, He who keeps Israel neither will slumber nor sleep. It's talking about God. God will not. He is keeping them, and he will not sleep. He's done it time and time again. Um, He did it in 48. He did it in 67, 73. He's done it for 400 years of slavery and destruction and and dispersion and holocaust. Um, He does not slumber, does not sleep. Um, he is keeping them, and we need to uh, continue to pray for them. He's going to keep them and hold them and get them through. Um, the ultimate encouragement I want to end us with is what Jesus told us. He said, when you see these things begin to take place, lift your eyes, lift up your eyes because redemption draws near. Of course, he was talking about his own life and and what was transpiring, but it's true. Like in times of um, destruction and violence and things seeming to just be coming apart, uh, we lift our eyes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that is whom our redemption comes from. So uh, stay uh, in prayerful, stay informed, and uh, be encouraged. And uh, again, I'll say check out allisrael.com. And um, if you want to hear that, course you could always go in the other direction and check out al jazeera <laughs> i don't know don't <laughs> do you do want that. to hear it <laughs> you if know listen to this podcast don't do that <laughs> so um josh anything else you want to throw in uh on this it this was a very surfacey yeah i i very likely may have misspoken about something and i'll you know listen to it and you know if you have a question or a comment or a hey shannon that was not let us know. We'd like to hear and see. Yeah. But um, I mean, want to continue this. We, we both don't, neither of us claim to be experts on this. On much of anything. But there is biblical um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. standards about yeah, stand when, on it, scripture. when right. it comes to Israel. Mm-hmm. And if you... Yeah. If I, you, go ahead. If say you it. stand with the Bible, you stand with Israel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cut and dry. Yeah. Agreed. Very much agreed. So, uh, Porch Community, thanks for being with us today. And uh, if this podcast was encouraging to you or helpful or informative, pass it on to someone else. And um, we look forward to talking to you next week. Who knows? We might continue this conversation. We'll see. Um, But we definitely look forward to seeing you this Sunday. As we are moving along, we're still in our Acts series. We're kind of starting to begin the ending of it. we got a couple more weeks yep. before. Uh, I think we said by the time we conclude, we'll be about 30 weeks that we had spent. Yeah. Or 28, depending who you Depending ask. on how it's labeled. Depending on our math. Um, Want to mention 
We got Porch Fest coming up. Yep, October 29th from 4th. Four to six. Yes, four to six p.m. It's it's really gonna be good. Chili cook off. Listen, yeah. if you have a chili recipe, or you like chili, you need to be here. But we would really love some great chili entries because yeah. um, you've got some good prizes in yep, the store. I got them. I got them Did at you? the house. They're Sweet. looking pretty cool. I think I'm gonna. I've got a little uh, photo. I'm gonna take of them. Mm-hmm. I just got to go buy some peppers. Yeah. But um, it, I'll post those shortly. Sweet. It, it, I'm really excited. Porch Fest is fantastic. Well, and I was thinking about this this morning. Let me say this real quick. Um, Easter draws people because of the resurrection of Jesus. So there's that in the background. Christmas, you know, the birth of Jesus. There are these moments in the calendar of the church that that you go, wow, people are going to come. Yep. Super Bowls, as I call them. (laughs) The Super Bowl Sundays of, yeah. Well... Something like a porch fest. It's not a religious holiday. There's nothing going on. If anything, people are like, well, you're trying, you're kind of doing that around Halloween. Well, if you want to go back and listen to Halloween episode, Halloween is the combined word of All Hallows Eve because November 1st is All Saints Day. Yep. When you remember those who've who've passed and mm-hmm. and in the Lord. So, you know, you can say we're doing Halloween stuff. But anyway, Porch Fest, it's a hey, we're having chili. We've got games. We're hanging out. We're here on the campus. It has the opportunity to draw people to our campus who might be like, I don't really care about Jesus. I really don't. I had a really bad experience at church. I don't want to go to a church, but I'll go to the fall festival that that church is hosting because it's something for my kid. Um, There's an opportunity for us to engage with a whole lot of people in our community that and just be ourselves mm-hmm. and just be real with them and see where the Holy Spirit takes that. So Port, Porch Fest is about community. It really is. And for the people that are open to it, it's about Christ-centered community. Amen. I like it. Yep. Good job. Well, hey, thanks for sticking with us. We look forward to talking to you all soon. Josh, thank you as always for what you do. Thank you very much. All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.